Radio. What are we waiting for? An Advent reflection with Father Richard Leonard. This is an excerpt from the book What Are We Waiting For? Finding Meaning in Advent and Christmas. Before I became a Jesuit, I was a diocesan seminarian, and during the Christmas holidays I worked in the pastoral care department of a big Catholic public hospital. At a Christmas party I met the charge nurse of the maternity ward. Pleading that because I was a celibate I would never be at a birth, I inquired if I might be allowed to come and see. The charge nurse thought that that would be fine. Six weeks later I got the call. Apparently a student priest watching a person have a baby is not an easy sell. But Mary was 16, had been dumped by her 19-year-old boyfriend and shunned by her family. A kindly seminarian was better than no one at all. On arrival in the maternity ward, I did the antenatal class 101 in 10 minutes. All sorts of commands were barked at me. Hold Mary's hand. When the midwife tells Mary to push and keep it coming, keep it coming, keep it coming, you say it too. Don't get in the way and don't faint. Mary and I met six hours into her labour, which was an unusual circumstance within which to meet your birthing partner. She had very little small talk, maybe because she had no breath at all. From my vast experience of childbirth, I thought everything was going along swimmingly until the doctor arrived to perform an episiotomy. If you don't know what that is, you don't want to, and I wish I never did. I swear before God that analgesia would have been invented centuries earlier if men had to go through all of this. We would go on epidurals in the sixth month. The baby arrived minutes later. Mary wept. She had very good cause to weep. I wept for no good reason, and the charge nurse wept because I was weeping. There is something so primal and human about the moment of birth that it bonds us to each other. Friendship born in the trenches took on a new meaning for me. After the tears came the laughter and joy. The reality of Mary's tough situation was happily postponed. On discharge, Mary asked me to baptise the baby. I couldn't. I was a long way from being ordained a deacon. I arranged for a priest friend to do it, and I became Benjamin Michael's godfather. I have stayed in touch with them for the last 30 years. Mary went on to have three more boys to three different fathers. Tommy, the last dad, is now her devoted husband. When he was four, I got Benjamin into the local Catholic primary school, where the principal was Sister Mary Frances Saviour. She was formidable but fair. She took an interest in Benny and his brothers. She was able to arrange for a scholarship for each of them. Sister only had to go to Mary's home once to demand that the boys get out of bed, were fed, cleaned, dressed, taken to school on time and later did their homework. It paid off. Benjamin was a good student and Sister Frances Saviour despaired that Mary would be sending him to the local high school. It had a terrible reputation. On behalf of the boys, Sister applied for scholarships to a Christian Brothers High School. On their own merits, Benny and his brothers in turn won a place. Sister wins a place in heaven. Benny is a physiotherapist. Daniel is an accountant. Kai is a social worker. And Noah is a nurse. He's just finished his certificate in obstetrics. Mary works at the local supermarket. 
20 years ago, I received her and Tommy into the Catholic Church and married them in the eyes of God. She now volunteers at the St. Vincent de Paul's local hostel for homeless women. Some of them are 16 years old and pregnant. From a complex conception, a messy birth, a willing midwife, and a vulnerable baby, extraordinary goodness has flowed from one generation to the next. The divine working through human hands at every stage has changed lives. For us, preparing for Christmas, this story comes as no surprise. The Reverend John Bell of the Iona community tells it this way. Light looked down and saw darkness. I will go there, said Light. Peace looked down and saw war. I will go there, said Peace. Love looked down and saw hatred. I will go there, said Love. So he, the Lord of Light, the Prince of Peace, the King of Love, came down and crept in beside us. I love that phrase, came down and crept in beside us. No fanfare, no palace, no earthly prince. That's what Advent prepares us for, that God thought it fitting and right to enter our world through a complex conception story, a messy birth, a willing midwife, and to arrive as a vulnerable baby. God crept in beside us. And as a result, there is nothing too complex, messy, or vulnerable about our lives into which he cannot enter. And as a result, there is nothing too complex, messy, or vulnerable about our lives into which he cannot enter. So this Advent, let's invite in again the Lord of Light, the Prince of Peace, and the King of Love. That was Father Richard Leonard from the Society of Jesus reading an excerpt from his book, What Are We Waiting For? Finding Meaning in Advent and Christmas. To purchase a copy, visit paulistpress.com.